following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, our number two on a Tuesday broadcast, Superfly Hayes. As Comp said, your guy. So Brett has talked to Comp on the phone for over five years. And Comp, when we were talking about Jonathan Smith being introduced today, officially has the replacement for Mel Tucker. As the new Spartan head football coach, Comp was under the weather. Wasn't sure he'd be able to come on. Said he's battling COVID. Or whatever the new disease of the year is. And he said, yeah, I told your guy. Not Brett. It's over five years. The impact Superfly has made on Jim Comperoni from SpartanMeg.com. And Brett is a Spartan fan. He had tears streaming down his cheeks. It hurt. Inside this hour, Gary Dolphin is the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. He'll give us his thoughts on the matchup with Michigan Saturday night in the Big Ten Championship. We did have Comp on talking about Jonathan Smith, and that interview will be up. I think it's up right now on the podcast, right? Uh, just search The Huge Show wherever you download podcast. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com in about 20 minutes on the Wolverines who dominated first, second, third team, all Big Ten uh, defensive unit. And they had a couple second te- a second and third teamer for the kicker punter. I think the offense will be announced tomorrow. Also the offensive player of the year in the Big Ten. That's Marvin Harrison Jr. It's not even a debate there. Jim Brandstad, our former voice of Michigan football in about an hour on the game. My weekly conversation, talking hoops with John Beeline, the former Wolverine and Cleveland Cavaliers head coach and Pistons advisor. We'll talk about Michigan, Michigan State, and the Pistons who just stink. And it's not going to get better. It's not. It's not, man. You, you have flipped coaches. You flipped players. Kate is not that next-level franchise-type player. He's not. So we'll talk to John Beeline about the Pistons who are going for, what, is it 15 straight losses tomorrow against the Lakers? Man. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He'll join us. they got a ton of holiday giveaways happening. Great shows are lining up indoors and even outdoors for next year, including Jason Aldean. In Mount Pleasant, Michigan at Soren Eagle. 
and go to SoarnEagleCasino.com for more info. I threw out our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Your thoughts as a Michigan State fan on the hiring of Jonathan Smith. I like him. It's going to take some time, but you know what? In today's society, with message boards and social networks, nobody has any patience. Nobody does. You're going to need patience. They're losing a ton to the transfer portal. It is a total rebuild, unlike it's as close to getting the death penalty by the NCAA. That's the rebuild Michigan State is under right now. And if you're Jonathan Smith, do you go load up with a bunch of transfer portal guys? Or do you go tell recruits, hey, you're going to get a chance to play and you're going to not be good for a year or two? I go back to that keyword patience with the Michigan State fans. Let's go to Jagger in Grand Rapids listening on 96 1 the game. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. So uh, I think this Jonathan Smith hire is an absolute uh, huge win for MSU. And uh, I know that this is going to be a really long rebuild, but if I'm, uh, if I'm as a Michigan fan, I'm actually a little. Uh, kind of excited for the rivalry to potentially become a little more competitive than it has been in recent years. Yeah, Jagger, I, I, it's going to be, it's a minimum cycle, uh, four years minimum on this rebuild. It's When you're looking at the story of it's Levitt, it's Hauser, the quarterback's going, uh, SpartanMeg.com, I just shared a couple other stories, a lineman, a receiver, it's, and you can't – this is going to be the tough spot for Jonathan Smith. You can't just bring in a bunch of transfer portal guys and you have zero chemistry. I think you need to go tell recruits right now that you could play. Now, one thing he could do is try and get recruits and say you're going to play for sure your sophomore year and you redshirt them and you go get a transfer portal team to try and compete this year. I do trust the guy. There's something about him, the way he speaks. His resume has been with really creative offenses. Montana, Boise State, Washington, Oregon State. I just like it. I do. I think it's fresh blood. That's why you're a Michigan State fan. You have to be patient. You have to. Let's go to Jim in Bay City. You're on the huge show across Michigan. Hey, I uh, went to Michigan State. My daughter graduated, and I'm just uh, hoping this was as, as bad as it could possibly get. And I think this is probably the best guy they could have got that I've ever heard of. So I'm uh, going to be patient, but uh, I'm hopefully maybe four or five years down the road, maybe we'll start to have a respectable football game again. I, I really think it's going to be a four- or five-year process. This is like the death penalty. In season, the transfer portal now coming into play, all these guys leaving. This dude will, it's already tore down, and he'll build it up. Problem is, you're chasing really good teams. And and you're adding Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC. It's amazing. Future of the Big Ten. Future of the NCAA, too. If they lose this lawsuit, they could lose billions. Conferences now may go as their own entities. It's crazy what the future holds. It's all based on money. 
Speaking of money, he's money on the mic. Gary Dolphin, voice of Iowa football and basketball. How about that segue, Gary, huh? I'm a pro. <laughs> well, you I've been an admirer of yours forever, uh, Bill, and uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed your comments with a couple of your passionate callers. That, you know, the Big Ten needs Michigan State to win. Uh, maybe not back to the Duffy Doherty days, uh, but certainly the Mark D'Antonio days uh, when it was really a healthy, healthy uh, 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 battle each and every Saturday with the likes of Iowa and Purdue and Wisconsin. And so uh, I, I like the guy they hired. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him. I know he's a West Coast guy, but to your point, the landscape is changing so much now in the Big Ten. It's a coast-to-coast league. That uh, how much recruiting will Big Ten teams do out there? Who knows? Because of the transfer portal, and you know that's a fine balance. You know, Gary, if you look at the Big Ten this year, on and off the field, and mostly off the field, the drama connected to almost every school has been phenomenal. And yes, at not at the level of Michigan and the. Sign stealing, but Ohio State got dragged into that. Rutgers, uh, you get, you know, Ference's son and the ultimatum on averaging a certain number uh, for points. I, I've never seen the storylines away from the actual games like I have this year connected to Big Ten football. No, you're exactly right. And uh, <laughs> I've been telling people apparently Iowa is the only state in the country where it's college athletes wager on games, even if it's legal. Uh, th- th- that one I'm still scratching my head about. But it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, the social media, everything's instant uh, on the news, uh, weather, sports, what have you, Bill. And, uh, so whatever, nothing can hide out there. And it's uh, not that we want it to, but uh, the, the Brian Ferentz, not only the ultimatum on making the numbers, but uh, the bomb that was dropped on him four weeks uh, from the end of the season with Iowa in first place in the West Division and, and the uh, public statement by the athletic department that you absolutely will not be back next year. Uh, as one Iowa booster said, well, what if we average 50 points and and 500 yards the next four weeks? Huh? Well, we'll see. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, but it is, it is, uh, it has been a strange uh, season of uh, year for uh, off the field antics. I mean, Iowa, all the injuries and, and the Ferentz story and the uh, sports wagering and, and on and on and on. And like you say, nothing to the level of um, what happened in Ann Arbor or what is going on in Ann Arbor. And, it sure doesn't appear to have phased the football team on the field anyway. Yeah, both teams. Uh, Iowa 10-2, and two, number 18 yeah. in the country, averaging 18 points a game with little offense. Uh, Michigan navigated all this off-the-field uh, noise and won at Penn State, won at Maryland, beat Ohio State last Saturday. <laughs> They're on the other side of that Big Ten championship game. Iowa comes in playing with house money, 23-point Underdog, no pressure on them. I wonder how that comes into play going into this game and during. I, I think it's a factor because of the head coach. Uh, every time somebody draws a line in the sand or throws a gauntlet down in front of this guy, uh, he just burrows back into his office and says, okay. You know, he told me once uh, the three greatest coaches, uh, not counting Joe Moore, who was his high school coach, whom the Offensive Line of the Year award is named after, but the three greatest coaches he ever worked for were uh, uh, Bill Belichick, Ted Marchabroda, and Hayden Fry. Mm. Well, those three had quite the personalities beyond their coaching skills. And obviously, Kirk has taken uh, a basket full of notes from each. And, uh, you know, Hayden Fry was a psychology major, and Ferentz is not. 
but I'm sure he's using a little bit of Hayden Fry's uh, uh, character and nature in, in rallying the troops, circling the wagons, and uh, the proofs in the pudding. And, yeah, their offense has really struggled, especially after Cade McNamara and the two top tight ends went out in game or week three or four, whatever it was. But uh, Deacon Hill's getting better. The kid hadn't played in three years, and he's getting better and better and better now. He still has, has some issues. And I can promise you, uh, Lee Sean Williams is going to get the ball a lot Saturday night. The trio of running backs are going to try and control the clock. And if Tory Taylor have to, has to kick it to the other end of the stadium all night long, the Hawks are very content playing field position with that defense. Gary Dolphin is a talented voice of Iowa football and basketball, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the huge show across Michigan, Hawkeyes and the Wolverines, Saturday night for the Big Ten Championship. Uh, where do you put this Michigan team uh, that you've seen this year as much as you uh, have caught Wolverine games? Well, where do they rate against the best Big Ten teams you've seen? Well, they're right at the top, uh, Bill, and, and as good as J.J. Uh, McCarthy is and uh, the, the outstanding running backs and uh, you know Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum and the tight ends are spectacular. Uh, the Indiana transfer is really a good player. Uh, it's the defense that really balances uh, uh, Michigan's complete package. Uh, I, I think they're they're very strong in both areas, and especially uh, they, they really jam things up front. They got a couple of returning stars this year. Their linebackers are always solid, and obviously we know what the secondary can do in terms of forcing turnovers, and that, that's typically the key in a game like this. It certainly is the key with Iowa Saturday night. Uh, you know, the Hawkeyes with that defense are usually plus eight, plus ten every year in turnovers. They're minus one. And it has a lot to do with the offense just unable to move the ball and then try and press things. And next thing you know, it's an interception. But they've gotten back. They were minus five or six. They've, they've got, with the help of the defense, they've gotten back to about level 500 on plus minus turnovers. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're, very, they're, they're one of the least penalized teams, I, I speak of Iowa, uh, in the Big Ten. And they're going to need to play a near-perfect game to beat this Michigan. I, I, I would say... Uh, Balance is the big thing I see in this Michigan team. It's, it's as good a team and obviously as well coached a team as, as, as I can remember going back to the Schembechler era. One thing I noticed, and I was at the Ohio State game at the Big House, this is by far collectively as a unit on defense the fastest Michigan team to the football that I've seen. On, on yeah, and, and that's a mouthful because I was there in 2021 when it got away from Iowa late in the first half, ended up being 42-3 in favor of Michigan at Lucas Oil Field. And I thought up until that point, that might have been the fastest Michigan defense led by the incomparable Aiden Hutchison. And they had great linebackers that year. But but I think I go back to the word balance. I, I think this defense uh, front to back is as balanced as I can remember. Now, uh, you know, we have we played Michigan, uh, what, three straight years, I believe, counting the regular season and the playoffs. And, and, and they're all they've all been good. But uh, I I would put that 21 defense at least in the neighborhood with uh, with this defense this year. Not as balanced, though, and, and I agree with you there. On the speed end, probably the fastest. You're probably accurate there. I had Tom 
uh, Kegert on earlier from HawkeyeReport.com, and I said it really is about the strengths of Iowa, which you mentioned, he mentioned, it's defense and special teams. That's our game plan. It is. It, it is. And, and they've been joined at the hip uh, all, all year long. Uh, Tory Taylor, uh, just a phenomenal leg, averaging 48 yards of punt. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's number one in the country, but it's certainly top five. He's a finalist for the Ray Guy Award. Uh, Ed Podolak, who does the games with me, uh, who knows a little bit some about great football, uh, played against Ray Guy, and he said he'd, he'd never seen anybody hit the ball as high as he could. Maybe Reggie Roby would come close. Uh, Reggie, uh, another former great Hawkeye, but he said Tory Taylor mechanically is uh, very close to Ray Guy. Uh, and Ray Guy, which, uh, the, the, the key with Ray Guy was he'd hit it up so high, you'd probably uh, wait 30 seconds for it to come down. He, 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 and, and that's where Tory Taylor, he can do that. He can position the ball outside the numbers to get it to go out of bounds where he wants. He can back it up inside the 5 or the 10-yard line. He's re- really been remarkable. Just one in a, a line of many great Australian punters. I think there are 60 that got college rosters this year. Gary Dolphin, love hearing his voice on the show on Hawkeye football and basketball games. Iowa, Michigan, Big Ten championship on Saturday night. Gary, safe travels to and from the game. Look forward to our next conversation. I always look forward to that, Huge. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, back at you. Gary Dolphin checking in on the Roast Homer Coffee guest line. Can't wait for that game. Iowa will play for field position. They they want it to be a 10-7 game. 13-10. That, that's what they want it to be. And you don't want to get behind Iowa like by two scores. Michigan needs to take care of business. Just get a W. I don't care if it's 3-0 final. Just win and get to the college football playoff, which, by the way, the weekly rankings are in. This will be the final Tuesday rankings, and then they'll announce the final four on Sunday. And everyone's projecting Georgia to be number one. Michigan, two. Washington, three. And Florida State, four. And Ohio State, five. Which is interesting. Now, Alabama can jump. Ohio State, and get into the playoff by beating Georgia. What I don't get is they keep talking about Georgia's strength of schedule. And I'm asking you a monster road win they have all year long. Where is it? Oh, it's the eyeball test. Oh, it's a, the SEC's tougher, is it? Michigan won at Penn State. They beat Ohio State. How do you not make them number one in tonight's college football playoff rankings? The last one before the field is announced, the four teams on Sunday after we get through the championships on Friday and Saturday. Georgia struggled to beat Georgia Tech. Michigan won those three games without their damn head coach. Won at Penn State, beat then number two Ohio State in your playoff rankings. And you're not going to give Michigan juice to get to number one? Because they're trying to protect Georgia. Let me explain what they're trying to do. 
This is my opinion. I don't live for sports conspiracies. They want to keep Georgia at one. So if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia could be four and Alabama moves to two. And if Michigan beats Iowa, they'd be one. So you stay away from an Alabama-Georgia rematch and the SEC gets two teams in the final four. Yeah. You can call me Sneaky Bill because I'm on to you, SEC. Yeah, you know me. You down with SEC? Yeah, you know me. It's amazing. Georgia has won where in the SEC this year that is a power win? I'm waiting. Where have they won where you go, man, that's a big boy win because Texas won at Alabama. Texas is a one-loss team, and they get Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. So I'm looking at Georgia's schedule. They played Tennessee Martin in Ball State in an average South Carolina team to start the year. Then they played UAB. Don't tell me about their schedule out of conference, please. They won at Auburn 27-20, a very average Auburn team. Beat Kentucky at home, won at Vanderbilt. The Florida game they won, but that's in Jacksonville because they do it, you know, Georgia-Florida. Missouri at home is their most impressive win along with Old Miss at home. They won at Tennessee. Might be their best road win, but Tennessee's down. Won at Georgia Tech, and they get Alabama at 4 o'clock on CBS in the SEC title game. But Michigan beats two top 10 teams, number two, and at the time I think Penn State was six when they beat them. And you're not going to give Michigan the juice? Now, this is a setup because if Georgia would lose to Alabama, they want to keep Georgia at four with one loss. Look at all the respect Georgia has got. Don't tell me about Texas. This would be based on Florida State losing to Louisville in the ACC title game. Oregon beating Washington then would put Oregon at number three. Georgia at four. Or Oregon even to two, and Alabama at three, and Michigan at one if they take care of business against Iowa. And who's going to scream? Washington, Texas will scream that they're left out, right? The politics are part of the are a part of this. Trust me on it. If you want to join in. We do have our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Your thoughts on Jonathan Smith as the new head football coach at Michigan State University. He was introduced today. We'll take your huge opinions on that hire. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Your money stays in Michigan because Mercantile is a Michigan-based bank. You can also join us at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. 
on Facebook and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Michigan's favorite med spa, Urban U. They have locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville with the holidays coming up. If you're thinking about the perfect gift idea, you need to go to UrbanU.com. There you can find out that for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th, where purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or give that lady in your life the perfect holiday gift. It can be done quick. Go to UrbanU.com and holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services for those ladies in your life. You deposit money into an Urban U account for you to spend on any of the services or for somebody you're gifting. Find out more about the holidays from Michigan's favorite med spa. Go to UrbanU.com. That's UrbanU.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Big Ten Championship Week, Michigan-Iowa Saturday night. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com with his thoughts on the matchup momentarily. Also for the Spartan Nation, Jonathan Smith was introduced officially today 
losing a ton of players to the transfer portal. I keep using the word patience the last couple of days. If you're a Michigan State fan, you have got to stop comparing your football program to Michigan or Ohio State right now. I say trust Smith, and you're going to have to give him a complete cycle of four recruiting classes. What the Mel Tucker situation did was basically give Michigan State football the death penalty. And it is amazing to watch how they were able to play, even with everything that had gone on off the field. But you look at what Smith is up against inside the Big Ten, and he doesn't have a roster. Yeah, I know you have the transfer portal. And he's a West Coast guy with West Coast recruiting roots, not the Midwest. And I assume that will be the other half of his staff that he hires. Patience, but with message boards and social networks. Good luck with anybody having patience. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, another Michigan insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I saw the All-Big Ten uh, announcer defense special teams uh, list today. How about that Michigan defense being represented very well in the first, second, and third teams? Yeah, especially the, the first team. You got two sophomores on there, Mason Graham at D-tackle and Will Johnson at corner. So the future looks bright there, too. I know people kind of this time of year, based on you know some other programs, you know, being in kind of a different type of calendar, everyone's kind of looking ahead to next year, at least having that peak. And future looks bright for that Michigan defense. But, I mean, just the plays they've been able to make throughout the year. You think of Mikey Seymour still, who's also on the first team. They're nickel back and played outside corner at times as well, including late in this Ohio State game when he had to after Will Johnson went down and how he fared, even, even with being probably the smallest guy on the field. So they had a lot of guys that stepped up in those kind of big moments. So uh, that, that defense has been uh, incredible and, uh, complimentary football on both sides, I, I would say, too. The way Michigan plays, it's been a perfect match. So, speaking of match or matches in a matchup uh, in Iowa, uh, 35 and a half is the over under. Michigan favored by 23. Uh, Iowa, I think, is averaging 18 points a game, and that's a good day. Special teams defense are their strengths. Uh, you look at Michigan, you look at Iowa, what are you thinking goes down Saturday night? Yeah, I think the team total for Iowa points scored is six and a half. And I don't even know that I would take it um, at this point based on what their offense has done, not only against any team, but against some of the better teams, Penn State, they get shut out 31 to nothing. Um, but you have to give Iowa credit for winning football games. You know, it doesn't matter how, how they've done it or, or against two. I mean, they still – have won 10 games, which is incredible, uh, in the Big Ten West. And really, they were a bad call away from being 11-1. and one. And, uh, you know, so they have accomplished something getting to this game. You know, it, it, you know, on the same breath, you know, the Big Ten West was, was really, really bad this year. And, you know, I think that Michigan is, uh, you know, properly favored in this game. you got to get the focus back. I think that will uh, – I think they'll be revved up and ready to go based on that Jim Harbaugh will be back on the sideline for Michigan this weekend. Um, you know, feels like, as Harbaugh said on Sunday, that 
out of any year here in the last few where they've beaten Ohio State and then gone on to the Big Ten championship game, it feels a little bit more normal. Like It doesn't mean it wasn't a special win and, and the players and fans and everybody aren't excited, but it feels like you know, you could move on a little bit quicker to this Big Ten championship game. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten. We'll talk to some more players after practice tonight when we get to go interview them over at Schembechler Hall, and it'll be interesting to see what they say. But that's certainly the vibe I'm getting. Uh, so I think this Michigan team will be focused. They're familiar with this. I mean, most of the players on the team have played in multiple Big Ten championship games or at least been there for those games. So it feels like business as usual, 12-0 and for the second straight year. Um, which is uh, quite the feat. Never done it two years in a row in Ann Arbor. So uh, I think they'll be ready. Iowa's always a team that gives you a little bit of, you know, you got to be a little bit cautious based on the fact that they can turn you over. Uh, they haven't done it as well this year with interceptions, but uh, they can win a game with defense or special teams. So you got to be, you got to be ready to go. You got to play well. Um, but, you know, you, you don't, you can't make mistakes as well because they're not going to make too many. Uh, they've even cut down on their own turnovers lately. The last four games, just three turnovers based uh, compared to earlier in the year, many more, uh, four in one game, two, three, that sort of thing. So you're going to have to play well still to to win. And if you win, I think you're in the college football playoff. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. They're, yeah, they're guaranteed. Even if, even if you lose, uh, even if you lose, you have a shot. Mm, um, but I don't know. Win in, in type of situation. No, I, if Michigan loses to Iowa, that's a bad loss. I know they're number 18, but... I think there's too much of a log jam uh, there for Michigan to get in. I know they're a big TV draw. That could come into play. Uh, my feeling on the college football playoff rankings, Michigan, I think, has the easiest opponent in a championship game uh, this weekend, Friday or Saturday. So that's why I'm looking at the rankings tonight, and I'm looking at Michigan winning at Penn State, beating Ohio State last Saturday, and I saw some projections from ESPN, and they really – are objective when it comes to Michigan, that they still have Georgia number one. And I'm thinking, Michigan won at Penn State. Georgia, Georgia's only road victory of note might be at Auburn or Tennessee, and, and they're not good this year. Michigan won at Penn State, and they beat the number two team in last week's playoff rankings, and you're only going to bump them up a spot? Right. It is kind of funny because we've gone through this the last few years where they always kind of top out at number two. They've been the two seed in the last two college football playoffs, and they're sitting at, or you'd assume they move up to number two tonight. We'll see what the committee does. I think slight, slight chance, very small that they move to number one. The, the committee seems to be, they seem to be willing to let teams jump, you know, and then maybe even jump back. Like if Georgia beats Alabama next week, I wouldn't argue necessarily with Georgia moving back to one. But that one spot, they seem pretty stubborn about moving teams uh, in front of a, another team or like not moving you down unless you really deserve it. I know they did it earlier in the year with Ohio state, but it'll be something to watch. I mean, I, I think it could come into play. There's still a lot of football left to, to be played when it comes to seeding here. I mean, you still got Oregon, Washington, Alabama, Georgia. You still have to see if Florida state can hang on this weekend against Louisville without their starting quarterback. I will say you want that number one seed. If the four is going to be Florida state, um, which I think if Florida State wins, they, they are looking at probably that spot um, because they don't have their quarterback. And Florida State looks like the weakest top four team, top five team at, at this point. So uh, I think that's something uh, to watch is kind of how things shake out this weekend. But I think we'll probably get a decent amount of chalk, maybe one or two upsets here or there. And I think, it, um, you know, it'll kind, of, it'll kind of work out how a lot of people are expecting it to with Georgia winning, 
Uh, I think Oregon's going to win over Washington, but it's going to be a decent amount of football or decent uh, amount of good football this weekend. And then you have Michigan, Iowa. I agree with you. I think it's probably going to be the most lopsided game of the weekend. So you're looking at the way I think the weekend will play out in the championship games and what the final four in the college football playoff will look like on Sunday morning. So Michigan beats Iowa. I think Mm -hmm. Alabama will beat Georgia. I don't think Georgia's healthy. I think Oregon beats Washington, and I'm not sold. Florida State had to come back against a weak Florida team. Uh, They could lose to Louisville, but then Louisville got upset by uh, Kentucky. So I'll I'll go with with Louisville still winning that game because Florida State doesn't have a quarterback. So if that's the case, Michigan will be number one. Number two, number two will be Oregon. Okay, and then I agree. and then number three is Alabama, and then well, the, the, does Georgia you, does Georgia stay in at number four with with how much love they've given Georgia? We'll see tonight if they're still number one even after Michigan won at Penn State and beat number two Ohio State, and maybe that's why they're keeping Georgia at number one. That. Hey, we're going to take them from one to four. Michigan would play Georgia probably in the Sugar Bowl, and you get Oregon, uh, Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And yes, you would have Texas screaming bloody murder or murder. We beat yeah. Alabama, but Alabama beat Georgia to trump that, right? Right. I mean, you could still argue, and I know Michigan's win was great. There have been a couple others. You could still argue that Texas win in Tuscaloosa might be the best win of the college football season. So they would certainly have an argument and I wouldn't blame them for sitting there and arguing, but if you kind of watch these teams and I know you got to take the totality of the season, you can't just look at the way they're playing now, but man, I mean, when you, when you look at the teams, I would say Alabama has kind of morphed into probably one of the best four teams. Now, if they lose, they're done, Uh, but you're right. Tonight is going to give us maybe a little bit of a tell and you never know but maybe a little bit of a tell as to what they would do if Georgia lost. If they move down to two and Michigan jumps them at one, then I think if Georgia loses, there's a chance they're out. Right, and And that's why they're going to keep them at one so they can move them to four. But the the other side of this is, okay, if Oregon and Louisville win, then Washington Florida State are out. Will Texas jump to number four? Let's say Georgia beats Alabama. Michigan wins against Iowa. Oregon beats Washington. They're three. Louisville beats Florida State. Does And this is because Alabama lost. Does Texas now move to number four? You get Georgia, Texas in the Sugar Bowl in one semifinal, and you get Oregon, Michigan in the Rose Bowl out west in the other one. Yeah, I think that's, that's certainly a... Uh... Right, a possibility. It's it's kind of interesting too because then you have to look at location too. Like if Michigan's the two, they likely end out end up out west in the Rose Bowl. But if you're playing a, a three, that's the Pac-12 team, like an Oregon or Washington, you know that might be advantage to the lower seed. But if Georgia's the one, they're certainly going to put them in the Sugar Bowl. So there's still you know quite a bit to uh, to play out. But the the chaos scenario that you know maybe I don't want, I don't really care one way or the other, but. It would be fun to see is the committee having to make a decision between Alabama, which had just beaten Georgia and Texas. Mm. And I think they're probably hoping Georgia just wins so they don't have to make that decision. Uh, but it's interesting. And then you look at, it's kind of weird too. The AP poll on Sunday had Ohio state over Texas, which 
completely shocked me. Now, Texas will you know, have a chance to jump because they have a game this weekend and Ohio State doesn't. Uh, so I think Ohio State's virtually out as well. I know they're holding out a little bit of hope in Columbus, but uh, I think they're, they're done. Uh, in, you know, they need a lot of chaos this year to back in like, like they did last year with less chaos. Um, but, you know, they're still probably keeping the light on there in the, the Woody Hayes Athletic Center down there, <laughs> thinking they have a shot. But it's, it's kind of fun because it's going into one of the conference championship weekends on the last time we have the 14 playoff. That it feels like there are more teams in play this year than there have been in a while. If you remember going back to even like 2016, Michigan was sitting at like five or six with two losses and virtually had no chance. There are a bunch of teams with zero or one loss that, that have a shot here at the end. And, you know, good, good chance that some teams are going to be disappointed getting left out with one loss. Yeah. And because Ohio state lost late and Michigan, if they would get upset by Iowa, I don't think either school would be in with those one loss teams hanging around, including Texas Clayton. I got to get to a network T.O. will follow you at thewolverine.com. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, back at you. Clayton Safey, check it in from thewolverine.com. Jim Brandstatter, the former voice of the Wolverines, coming up in 20 minutes. Also, my weekly conversation, Talking Hoops with John Beeline, the former head coach at Michigan, coaching the NBA with Cleveland, and last stop was a senior advisor to the Pistons. We'll talk about Michigan, Michigan State. And the Pistons. That will be coming up within the hour. Everything huge. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Special guest Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40 on sale now at the box office and etix.com. Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Earn bonus points with M-Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. 
Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan Tuesday. Broadcast Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Hey, if you want to win Lomas Brown's tricked up golf cart, just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing coming up next summer. That's courtesy of IMPACT Power Sports 14 Mile in Rockford. If you need your own golf cart tricked up for the course, the neighborhood, uh, the cottage, uh, stop by Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Big. Bad. Huge. 